up everybody in Instagram land and welcome again for my final chat of Loose Lips. It is going to be with Matt Bowman, lead singer of Pigeon Detectives. If you want to check out any of my previous chats today, you can. They are on my current lives as we speak. So it's Clayton Donaldson, captain of Bradford City. Also spoke with David Kiss, a DJ and booker of clubs House of Yes in New York. Matt sent me a request, so I'll link you up. And the last live I just did was with Chappers. And we're connecting. Yes, brother, how you doing? Yes, bro, not bad, man, how are you? I'm good, mate, you know what? I was going to wear Fedora today and I thought I'd go a bit more street, but he's got Fedora on. Look at air, mate, look at air. I tell you, that's the biggest, that's the biggest crime going about this, me air. <laughs> but I'm fedora up, I'm fedora up, we're on now, we're on. How have you been? Sorry mate, your volume is a bit, ah, here you go, say that again, sorry. Can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think I was covering the microphone, tend to do that. Um, <laughs> it's not like you hold a mic for a living. <laughs> I smash them up for a living, mate, don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, um, have you been? Same as everyone, mate. So, you know, locked down, staying locked down, keeping busy, doing bits is what it is, isn't it? So, you put a real great post out about your cousin. Yeah, oh, mate, it just, it warms my cockles. Like, he's genuinely one of the best people I know. Um, you know, quit a decent job, went and trained up as a nurse. In his third year, hasn't even passed his exams yet. And they were just like, boom. Do you want to go on the front line? He says, yep, sign me up. And uh, yeah, that's it. He's a, a fully qualified nurse out there saving lives. So I couldn't be prouder of him. Quality. Quality. And then coming back to the music side then, what were your sort of plans coming up over the summer? I've seen you were down for a few festivals. Like, what, 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 what plans? See, <clears throat> I've got to be careful not to whinge because there's people in much worse positions than me. You know, there's folk on hospital beds or, you know, there's people that aren't going to make it. Uh, and I've just had a few gigs cancelled. But, you know, it was shaping up to be a, a top summer. Festivals all over the place. I mean, I, I, don't have a, I don't have a watch, so I can't check the date. But um, I reckon I should have been in Austria as we speak, playing at Snowbombing. Snowbombing, yeah, yeah. Cancelled. So, um, yeah, we had a sold-out tour cancelled. Re rearranged for October, but um, yeah, strange times, man. Flipped, flipped, flipped everybody's world upside down, really, hasn't it? Are you using this time to be creative uh, with the writing side? I know just before this all happened, you were on with your writing. And you, did you change your name, your side project? That properly threw me that. Yeah, we um we got a cease and desist. So there was another band called Daily Beloved. Yeah, yeah. we were the Daily Beloved, and um, yeah, I mean, I mean. I've got, to, I've got to look at both sides of the argument. You know, they were called it first and, you know, they've been going for 10 years. But at the end of the day, mate, they were a tin pot fucking garage band from Canada. They needed well, to do I one. It, I, put, I put it in, in in Spotify. I've listened. I'm like, I know he's doing a different project, but his vocals have changed a bit. I'm like, that's not him. I'm like, what's going on? Yeah, no. So we changed it from the Daily Beloved to uh, Big City Beach, which, to be honest, now I've sat with it for a couple of months. I prefer the name and it represents us more as a band. You know, it's got that kind of, you know, cool vibe groove to it. So happy days. It suits uh, the lyrics that you're sort of going for. I quite like, there's a lot of uh, 
references to American places, but basically saying that Yorkshire's better. Right, what is, what's the line? Is it uh, San Francisco and California? Yeah. Uh, yeah something uh, about the Leeds. He says something about... Uh, What's he called? Mate, I, I know exactly which song. You can you put me on the spot here. Uh, <laughs> the, the exact line goes, California, yeah, he's got nothing on Leeds. Not for Dirty Northern me. That's it, Dirty Northern. <laughs> yes, mate. It's I'd, love to, I'd love to know what the lyric was before it, but uh, yeah, I can't remember. <laughs> so yeah, stitched me up there. Cheers, Ben. I've, uh, standard, that's what I'm here for. I've, um, how have you found writing for a new side project? Do you know... I, it, it was it's a collaborative effort between me and a kid called uh, Andy Duggan. Uh, so Andy actually joined the Pigeons as a keyboard player, uh, and then he emigrated to New Zealand. Um, it was a bit of a bit of a bummer, really, in terms of our friendship, because you know uh, there's there's is, is the other side of the world. So we just kept in touch, writing songs on WhatsApp, you know, bits and bats, turned it into a project, and um, yeah, we've we've got a real banging collection of songs. We've got another song coming out. Um, it was meant to be out now, but, you know, one thing or another, the labels put it back. So releasing the next Big City Beach single in, I want to say June. So I will. June. Optimistic. I like it. Yeah. And then, so what's it like writing with someone else? Obviously, for best part of your life, you've been writing with Ollie. Yeah. You know, it's it's good. I mean, the Pigeon Detectives, although me and Ollie have probably got our names down for credit you know, as creates most of the song. Quite often in the rehearsal rooms, it was songwriting by committee. You know, if somebody didn't like something, they'd say. And when you try to please five people, as fun as it is, it can sometimes suck the life out of it when you've got to, you know, please five people and be like, oh, for fuck's sake. So just writing with another person and just having to deal with one ego and one opinion, it was quite liberating. But, um, you know, I love writing with Ollie, I love writing with the pigeons. But, um, yeah, writing just with one other person, it's a little easier. When I went to watch a band called Chick Chick Chick, um, you know the three exclamation marks, yeah, yeah. their class live. Um, they did their own warm up as their own like French made tribute act, and then played as the main self. So, would you ever see yourself combining the two, playing opening <laughs> slot and then main? You know, putting them on the same card, or the two completely separate <clears throat> entities that you want to really help establish in their own way? Uh, do you know, I'd rather do two separate shows and get paid two lots of ticket money. <laughs> <laughs> no, on a serious note, man, do you know, I get crippled with nerves before a show. I can't fucking talk to people before a Pigeons gig, let alone comprehend actually having to play another set beforehand. It just wouldn't work for me. I mean, it's a lovely idea and it'd be really, you know, cool to show people two different sides to my performance and my songwriting abilities. But, um, yeah, there's no fucking chance, man. I mean, uh, you know, sometimes I'm hiding under tables, you know, with a dressing gown over my head before a gig. So I couldn't be going out and playing another set first. That's mad, that, because you saw you properly connect and lose yourself in the moment when you're up there. Is it almost like as soon as you step out, it's your time and you're in? Like, what, what, what sort of... What do you get nervous? I know nerves two, are good. Two, but two different you know? characters, man. You've got Matt Bowman, which is me and you sat here having a chat. And then you've got Matt Pigeon who walks on stage and he's a fucking lunatic, man. He's <laughs> an absolute menace. Like, do not invite him round for tea. He's going to tip the table over, fucking, <laughs> you know, give you a slap on the ass on the way out. He's an idiot. But for that hour, you get to do what you want, be who you want. Um, and it's fun. And 
for that reason, I'm not nervous when I'm on stage. But the build-up to it, where I'm just me thinking, oh, what if they don't like it? What if no one's turned up? What if, you know, what if, what if, what if? Just, just an hour of what-ifs before a show, and then you play the gig. Happy days, nothing to worry about. And has that always maintained throughout the time you've been gigging? Is it never, like, waned a bit? Has it always maintained? I've got better at it. I mean, Leeds gigs, don't talk to me, total write-off. Um, London gigs, don't talk to me, total write-off. But, you know, as I started to settle into a tour, the, the lads the lads, at the start didn't have a clue and even found it quite funny that I was so debilitated by nerves towards uh, showtime. But, you know, they're quite quite sound with it now. We we have kind of banter, but the right kind of banter, you know, it's not it's not designed to mock me for looking so nervous. It's actually designed to take my mind off it. So, to be honest, the lads are probably the biggest um, medicine I've got for you know stage fright and nerves uh, you know these days when the explosion of that sort of 2004 5 6 7 indie glorious boom just came about what were it like at the at the like you know in the mixing at the forefront of that like because even when i look back even my my playlist on spotify i mean i've got libertines lined up there like it, I, I think like musically i'm just like trapped in that era <laughs> Mate, you don't realise you're in that era when you're in it. You know, we'd be swanning round the coolest bars in London, bumping into Carl Barrett, hanging out with the Kooks, knocking about with Arctic Monkeys, doing shots with Amy Winehouse. Like, there was nothing to it other than the fact we were out having a drink, playing a few gigs. Then, like you just said, you look back and you think, what the <laughs> fuck was that all about? Like, seriously, what was that about? Times of our lives, man. Times of our lives. Yeah, exactly. I think, like, something like that. I, I was speaking with uh, a lad earlier, David Kiss, who, like, was he's involved with uh, House of Yes in New York. He's, like, one of the DJ bookers and stuff. And um, he was telling me about in Brooklyn, the underground warehouse scene where people were just going to illegal warehouses, locking themselves in. So police couldn't hear that there were music going on. But, like... They were saying that that were at the forefront of summer, and then the look, but they didn't know they were in it until they look back now, and they're like, "Fuck, like, yeah, and exactly, it's just, man." It's because because the whole world, like, especially for the scene that you were in, the whole world, the eyes were on, like, that was an enemy probably at his most recent peak when you know uh, MTV Two were around and Q, and it, it just seemed like it was everywhere. Yeah, you know, we'd have. We'd have a day in London, and I remember in one day I did um, Brown Couch with Zane Lowe, uh, Top of the Pops 2 pre-recorded Christmas special, and then shot over to BBC Studios to do Nevermind the Buzzcocks. And we were just like, yeah, what of it? This is what should be happening. And in reality, we were just some fucking punk band from Leeds, you know, that went on tour with the Kaiser Chiefs. But like you said, the eyes of the world were on Yorkshire, leads at that time so if you were if you were half good and you know had a bit about yourselves it's a good time to be about what do you put the longevity of the band to probably me <laughs> do you mean that or are you <laughs> saying that's <laughs> me <laughs> <laughs> the way you kept that straight laced then i was like i've just laughed at him for some of the <laughs> no mate i uh sorry pal i made that difficult for you no um <laughs> Fan base, always fan base. Every interview I do, I'm like, fans, fans, fans. 
Um, we've got a fan base that we made part of the Pigeon Detectives when we when we first started. You know, we're an approachable band. We're five lads from Yorkshire. We'll make time for people before a gig, after a gig, during a gig. You know, we're not stood up there posing and thinking this is our time. We're well aware people have paid for the tickets. You know, well aware this is their night out of the month or the week and. You know, we bring them into the fold and make them a part of the, the show. So I think the longevity of the band is we've always been accessible. Um, we put on a cracking live show, if I do say mm. so myself. And, uh, yeah, we've always been, you know, about kind of making it a, a joint experience when you do come watch the, the, you know, the band play live. Do you think uh, Big City Beach will be different in its energy? It had a bit more of a groove. It had a bit more of a, you know, a head noddy like shoulder like you know. We've already taken it out on the road, mate. We um we went and supported um, some pals with Revan and the Makers, and they did a best of anniversary tour. So I just kind of rung John and said, "All right, John, quick favour to ask." <laughs> um, and yeah, they took us out on tour. So our first ever gig was Nottingham Rock City. No, yeah. Nottingham. Is it Rock City the big one? It is Rock City. Yeah, so we played at Rock City for our first ever um gig in front of two and a half thousand people. Yeah. Yeah, just, you know, bossed it. Then we went to Manchester Academy, Sheffield Academy, uh, Electric but, Ballroom in London. And these were our first ever gigs, practically unrehearsed. And, but your yeah, persona, is it, because obviously we've said there's Pigeon Matt. It, I don't see these tunes being quite Pigeon Matt. I see them being like Groovy Matt or like... Mate, it was bizarre. Know. It was like some sort of sexy, hairy lizard kind of <laughs> fucking bizarre, like... Shaking my ass. Yeah, exactly. Hip thrusts. But it's a groovier kind of vibe. It is groovy. you know? It's more of a more of a shuffle and a bounce, more of a kind of a so yeah, I mean, totally different performance. It certainly wasn't a, a pigeon map performance, you know. It was something else, but just as enjoyable. And then so do you feel like I think there's a bit of a continuation with some of the well, the two songs that I've heard on, on Spotify. When it comes to the videos, how we, do you feel like there'll be a continued angle with the with the videos? We're actually recording the videos. Uh, we're in the middle of them. We we're going to start drip feeding them out, so we're actually going to retrospectively record them. And yeah, I mean, the guy I'm making them with, Andy, he's he's a videographer by trade. So I mean, he's just so cool with the camera. Um, and I'm just going to basically leave it to him, being him as little as possible. We're going to film him in New Zealand as opposed to Holbeck, so we look like absolute <laughs> fucking ballers. And yeah, hopefully they'll be coming out, you know, next couple of months, drip feed them out. Is it something where, is it going to be an EP, album project? Are you building up to an album? Well, yeah, we've, we've got material for an album. Um, it's just, it's difficult getting together when one lives in England and one lives in New Zealand. So we've got material for an album. Um, we've got, I mean, we've got one singer that's abs one single that's absolutely killer. Um, I, I won't say what it is yet, but um, the record label are just kind of to try to find the right time to release that for maximum impact. And when we've got a solid plan, you know, lot rests on when Andy can get back and do support tours and stuff like that. So it's one of those things where it's going to be bubbling under the surface for quite a long time. Then suddenly we'll just go, boom, there's your album. Here's a tour. See you at the festivals. You know, all the while, while I'm still doing the pigeons thing, so you know, talk about being greedy. Was that something that you think has added to the longevity of pigeons as well? Like, were it something that will 
building inside a bit that you wanted to be creative, another creative outlet, and the two have benefited off that? Um, no, 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 not really. They're the two, the two totally separate entities. I mean, if anything, I think sometimes I didn't really get the respect from the rest of the Pigeon Detectives as a songwriter, despite being at the heart of the songwriting for a decade. It tended to, because I'm, I'm not a musician by trade, so I tend to tinker on the guitar. I tend to finish verses that Ollie might have written. You know, I tend to throw a chorus in. That might be the main part of the song, but because the, the, the song wasn't my inception, I possibly don't get the credit I deserve. Not, not within bigger circles, but within the band. So it was just, it was almost like a bit of a resentful, fuck it, I'll do it by myself then. But it then changed from being kind of a negative thing to, to just being a real positive, do you know what? The pigeons are happy for me to go off and do something new. Maybe I was wrong in terms of not getting the respect I wanted as a songwriter in that. And I'm just managing to, to do both projects side by side now and probably happier musically and band-wise now than I've been in maybe nine years. <laughs> no, not that long. Um, yeah, certainly like the last three or four. Is there any moments that really do stand out along the journey of the pigeons where you were like pinching yourself? Mate, so many. Do you know what? I think you have your big seminal ones, Glastonbury, main stage at Leeds, walking around to my mum's house with a platinum disc and saying, bang that on the wall, Sue, there you go. <laughs> um, you know, they're all big moments, but more recently, just... 12 years, 13 years, 14 years later after after the first gig, still playing big gigs, you know, still playing big festivals. And I think we appreciate it more now. We know it won't last forever. We know it's not a given that we're going to get to play all these festivals next year. And I think we just, we just enjoy them so much more. We get on better than we have done in a long, long time because we're not constantly working, because we're not, do you know what? Because we've not released, made or released any music recently. We're not in that kind of, uh, you know, really frictious atmosphere where everyone's trying to compete for, you know, power or opinions. Or we just go play fucking gigs, man, and it's absolutely brilliant. I love it. Incredible. I know you've got a shoot, so I won't keep you much longer, brother. I think uh, for me, what I love about it is it is the energy, it is that connected part when you when you are, are out and about there. And you have some silly, iconic images that are about, man. Some mad photos. <laughs> that are there. I mean. What's that like when it, it, there's a lot of photos that super catch you in the moment of just like losing yourself in that gig? So like you know, transfer for a minute into Pigeon Mat and 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 talk us through the eyes of Pigeon Mat. Mate, I absolutely love that when people send me the photos and when photographers come up to me after gigs and say, "Oh fucking hell, look at this!" But what you've got to remember is I probably played 500 gigs. You know, the amount of times a photographer comes up to me and he's like buzzing and he's like fucking mate i've caught the ultimate picture i think i know what picture you're gonna show me you're showing me jumping off the drum kit with my, my legs apart like that hair flopping about microphone in the air i'll, I'll humor him he goes mate you won't have seen a picture like this go on show me shows me i go fucking hell how did you manage to catch me jumping off the drum kit like that with my legs in the air like, fucking it's, mate. it's like jordan it's like air jordan yeah but i've seen that picture 200 times. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's a good picture. You know, it's a good move. But, um, yeah, I've, I've seen it showed to me by uh, more than a, more than my fair share of photographers in my time. 
Well, we'll see more of the hip shaking in your new project, I'm sure. That'll be a new hip thrust photo to be captured. Absolutely. I mean, go, go check out the Big City Beach Instagram, man. There's some real cool live shots on there. We're going to start uploading little bits and bats of acoustic stuff. Um, do you know, we've been lazy on the Pigeons Instagram recently as well. I think this COVID-19 and the fact we had to rearrange the tour took the wind out of our sails. But me and Ryan have been chatting about getting on and doing some kind of, you know, Instagram line thing, Q&A thing to fans, some sort of. So, yeah, check out both Pigeons and Big City Beach Insta and see where we end up after all this, eh? Yeah, definitely. And I think the lives will really work as well. You know, I've seen a lot of people who've been doing the lives. Uh, my boy Adam French, who I had on over week, he's been doing lives and it's been working. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Maybe awesome. that's where you can uh, correlate the two worlds. Yeah, absolutely. See what happens. Right, perfect, brother. Thank you for your time. You take it easy and uh, I'll catch you on the other side, no doubt. Cheers, Ben. Thank you very much Respect for putting on an equally as ridiculous hat and uh, yeah, keeping the hat game strong, bro. That's what we do, mate. Virgos for life. Absolutely, Virgos man. and fedoras. Keep doing what you're doing, mate. I'll keep tuning in when I can and I'll uh, speak to you soon. Respect, brother. Thank you. You and everyone stay safe as well, yeah? Bye, man. Take care. Peace. Respect, Bye-bye. brother. So there we are, final chat of the day, and that was with Matt Bowman, lead singer of Pigeon Detectives, and also chatting to us about his new project, Big City Beach, which do check out. There's a couple of tracks on Spotify. Get on get on amongst them. They've got a bit more of a groove about them, definitely toe tappers. So uh, shout out Liam Giddens, who knows the score already. Uh, so yeah, man, thank you for everybody who's tuned in today. If you don't know what this is, this is Loose Lips. It's a good vibes only chat show. My guests today have included Clayton Donaldson, who is the captain of Bradford City, who spoke to him about his football career. David Kiss, who is a DJ and booker for infamous New York club House of Yes, which is incredible, phenomenal place. Get Have a look on there online about it. And then the last one that I did just before, Matt, was Chappers. So Matt Chapman, who is the host of Match of the Day 2 in the NFL show and this week on NFL uh, so go check those out there, up there. And not only that, all the videos I'll be uploading onto YouTube so you can watch again at your own leisure. But other than that, thank you all for tuning in. Thank you for any of the comments that you've left. I'm Ben Random. This Loose Lips is designed to help you all forget the situation that we're in and to help you captivate and trans- transport your mind to another place. So I hope we've played our part in doing that today. Peace and light to you and yours. Stay indoors and I'll see you on the other side.